So we've been doing the show for five and a half years, and yet somehow we never did Apple products. And this is weird because that's kind of our thing. It's at least my thing, and it's your thing to a large degree as well. I mean, it was so on the nose. I mean, people expected. I, I feel like we made them wait for what they really <laughs> wanted was to, for us to talk about Apple products. Well, and the good news is, like, I think I would have had a very different list five and a half years ago. I enjoy that we've done woodland creatures before <laughs> Apple products. Yes. You had to know which woodland creatures were eatable. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> we upset some people with that. Yes. Eatability was not a popular metric. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, so somehow we made it this long without doing Apple products. And we decided, like, when we came upon this as, like, an entry in the idealist, we were like, of course, why why haven't we done that? And at first, like, have we done that before? And we looked back through and, no, we haven't. I mean, we do have to find something to rank that isn't food because we do need to take an eating break. But most yeah. of our ideas are food related. <laughs> yes. Or at least most of the most fun ones. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I think so. Yeah, I actually am looking forward to this. So... What we decided to do was rank Apple products and not like product categories, not like, you know, the iPhone as one category, like treated as for all iPhones and the iPad that is another category, like not that we're ranking specific products, like a specific iPhone or a specific iPad. And we're ranking them not in the context of like, what would you rather use today? But more like, because obviously like most of the newest stuff would then win, but more like in the time they were out, like as a product in their time, in your actual use during their useful lifespan, how, you know, how, how much did you like them? Yeah, I wanted to really focus on like the way stuff made us feel at the time. Like I'm, I'm really thinking about like the happiness and joy that these like beautiful, iconic designed items brought to our lives and how that made us, uh, you know, want to create and do more things like more easily. I don't know, like it's just... I feel like Apple products, unlike any other product or thing that you buy or item in your life that just kind of helps you, it's kind of like a work aid, really. There's something about Apple products that just make people really happy when they have them. And that's what I was kind of basing my list on was that that joy and excitement of like when you had this product and even though it may have long since been replaced with something better that helps you do your job or or just entertain you in a in a better more efficient way now that the technology is better even if it's better it it didn't give you that same feel so like you know it wouldn't make the list because like now it just has become utilitarian and it's it's something about that playfulness and the kind of way that certain Apple products almost feel like they are anthropomorphized, that they become like your little pets or your little friends in like this really weird way that we we humanize these products. And so that's why I'm really excited to talk about them. Yeah, me too. I had a problem though. iPhones, I think we might want to separate and list iPhones. <laughs> Just like favorite iPhones as a separate list? Yeah. Wow. I mean, because like, all right, okay. I can definitely add to my list without iPhones or like with iPhones, like pick one and like put mm -hmm. it in the list. But I like so many different iPhones for so many different reasons that like I found all of a sudden I had two on my list and then I took one off because I'm like, I can't have two iPhones on my list. And you can. then I have like other stuff. I don't know. I feel like the iPhones might want to be their own list. The uh, So how do you want to do this? Do you want to actually do like a separate 
I I mean, I didn't really write that, but I I know. I thought I'd monkey wrench you. I I I can come up with something on the spot. I don't know. How do you feel on the fly? What do you think? I don't even know if I have four necessarily of like noteworthy iPhones. I mean, obviously, like for me, so I think I'm just going to go kind of randomly in my iPhone ordering because this is a list I wasn't actually prepared for. But yeah, we'll do phones first and then let's do other stuff. after. Okay. And the reason I want to separate phones phones are basically attached to most of us. I mean, we use them now as lifelines for everything. They're the way we listen to our music. We don't have separate music players anymore. They're the way we communicate with family and friends. And, you know, we don't have to go onto I am instant messenger on our computer to chat with friends or send an email like, or even search the internet. If you have a question, everything is in these phones. And when the first iPhone came out, Obviously, that basically changed the world of how people it's it's it changed everything how people use technology. And I, so I feel like that the Apple product of the phone is this wonderful, unique thing that is even so above or or a, apart from a Mac because everyone's had computers for a long time. For most of our lives, we've had a computer in our life. But the way we interact with a phone and how it's condensed all of that technology need into one little thing that we all carry around with us and we all like different ones for different reasons. That's why I'm kind of like gravitating towards them having their own list. That makes sense. I mean, because phones are, as you mentioned, I mean, like there's a reason why this is the, the, the iPhone as a general category, especially like if you kind of count all iPhones together, is probably the most successful consumer product possibly of all time at least it's certainly at least within the electronics realm like certainly the most successful consumer electronics product of all time like it's it's just it's been such a life-changing thing and some of these things you know some some of the benefits of smartphones and everything would have happened without the iphone and there's many people who have non-iphone smartphones that get much of the benefit of the smartphone era but there's no question the iphone not only you know innovated many key areas to push the industry in this direction but that also in many ways the iphone is still the best one and has always been the best one yeah so so what so i guess i'll I'll just my phones are all in a jumble i do have one iphone on my top four apple products list so do you want to have like a sidebar jumble like yeah let's do a sidebar jumble okay so we're gonna go with chit chat phone jumble yes and then we're gonna move into our top four apple product list that doesn't include our jumble of correct Yeah, I'm going to leave out the one from the jumble that I put in my list. I'm going to only jumble other phones. Obviously, the first iPhone was so groundbreaking. It was it was one of the most anticipated tech products of tech history. I loved the introduction to it, the famous keynote. I loved how the product came out. And, and between the keynote and the unveiling, it was about six months. And that whole time, there was so much anticipation. And no one knew, like, how could it possibly be as good as they showed? And it actually was that good. And this would be, I mean, and the first iPhone was very limited. Like it was pretty slow at like web browsing stuff. It, it only had a very slow um, 2G cell radio. Uh, it didn't have third party apps for its entire first year of being on the market. Uh, so it was very limited, but it did such an amazing job at the things it could do. And especially for the time and in the context of the time and the basic interactions, like the you know the basic touchscreen, the, the scrolling, the zooming, and all that, it was so revolutionary at the time. Even though, like, it would be pretty painful to use a first gen iPhone today because our standards have gone up and you know the world has moved on and you know the cellular networking speed and everything, it was still such a ridiculously amazing product for its time, and it's like generation defining. So, the first iPhone is my first bag of jumble honorable mention phone sidebar. 
Is part of your reason for it that whole like tantric anticipation period? <laughs> um, part of it, yeah. But even after it came out, it was just that good. Like it wasn't like it came out and everyone's like, oh, that's it. It actually was that good. And even and even before, you know, it was it was announced uh, in January and came out in June. Even before that announcement in January, for you know, probably a year beforehand, everybody was was thinking and hoping, like, man, I hope Apple makes a phone. I, I wow, wouldn't it be great to have made a phone? Or you'd hear rumors Apple's working on a phone, but no one knew anything about it. When the iPhone was announced and it was shown as this like all screen multi touch thing, nobody had predicted that. Everyone's dreams of what an Apple phone would be looked more like an iPod that could make phone calls. And so to, to have that come out blew everyone away then. And then six months later, when everyone actually got the phone, we were blown away again by just how good it, it really actually was in real life. And it seemed almost impossible at the time that, like, you could have a computer in your pocket. You know, like, at that point, we had all had cell phones. We had PDAs, you know, there were and there were some, like, smart-ish. We had PDAs? I had PDAs. Uh, and there were some you know, smartphones that were basically a PDA that could make calls, you know, things like, you know, the, the Palm Trio series. I'd say Blackberries were pretty much in that category. Uh, you know, like, there were PDAs and phones before that were like, technically, those are computers that you put in your pocket, but none of them felt like a computer the way the iPhone did. And the iPhone didn't just feel like a computer, it felt like an Apple computer. And so it felt like a really good computer. <laughs> and that was a really just groundbreaking thing for the time because what we were all accustomed to before that were these really rudimentary and fairly crappy computers from other people. I did not have the first iPhone. My first iPhone, which is on my list, uh, it was almost going to be number four on my main list. But now that we're doing our phone jumble, it is the iPhone 3GS white. Well, actually, no, the non S one was my first one. Yeah, the 3G. But I'm going to say the S was my the one i'm putting on the list because it was just that slightly better it was a lot better <laughs> uh, it was a lot better it was way faster added video shooting yeah the uh. video the video <laughs> thing was really what got me um, oh you have it it's right there i'm holding it right now those, it, don't they feel good in the hand those plastic it does backs? i love the curvy plastic back it's so sexy it's uh it's really it's really nice can i see it yeah man this feels fantastic in the hand and that's another thing it really does <laughs> like the plastic I, back the size, the oh man! I keep my old Apple products so accessible, like it's right next to me in my desk. <laughs> I just, I really, I really like looking back at them. I think they are fantastic. I love the way the buttons feel. I like the um, on-off silent button; it feels good. I like how it's like the contrasting. Anyway, this phone was my first smartphone, and or you know the the one right before it, but still looked basically the same. Yeah. <laughs> I just adore it. I think it's so cool. I love that it's white. I still regret, I know this is an Apple product podcast, but I still regret selling my Razer phone, my flip pink Razer phone mm -hmm, at a yard sale. Razor. I'm so yep. mad I sold that to some rando teenager. Uh, I wish I still had that, but I'm so glad that I still have this because this is definitely up there. Are we going back and forth on the phone thing? Yeah, because yeah, you sure, did yours and then I did mine. Um, so yeah, this is my oldest, but but favorite phone. I'm also going to give a, a huge phone noteworthy phone pile jumble mention to the iPhone four. Uh, this was the one that was, that was like leaked in a bar. Like, like they, like the, these people stole it from a guy in a bar and, and gave it to Gizmodo and they published it. And when Gizmodo published those, like the pictures of the iPhone four, that would the prototype that was stolen, 
we again so many of us thought that was fake look how tiny the camera is i'm sorry to interrupt you i did that is pretty funny it's so cute pre-camera bumps yeah also pretty good cameras (laughs) Mm. but anyway it was like the the original iphone 4 it was such a departure like that was the one that was like the two black glass panes sandwiched around this like stainless steel or this was aluminum or steel whatever i think yeah the steel band around it and yeah it had that whole antenna gate thing that was kind of real but mostly overblown i got those bumpers yeah right (laughs) but like the iphone 4 the industrial design was really cool and what really did it for me was the iphone 4 was the first retina screen the first one that that added the high dpi screens to apple products to see how incredibly sharp everything looked how great like text looked so sharp everything looked so good that, and that was the first high DPI screen that most of us had ever seen, myself included, I think. Going Retina was such a big deal. It made such a huge, like, direct, clear visual impact to those of us who had good enough eyesight to see it and who cared about things like text sharpness and visual quality. And I was right in that wheelhouse. And so it was just an amazing thing to see, the iPhone 4 Retina screen, just and, and that new industrial design. Like, it was so ahead of its time, so modern. And it was the first iPhone to not use plastic in its construction. And so it just, it seemed so like impossibly futuristic. And then when you saw that screenshot, it just blew you away. It was so good. I think I've come up with a noun of assembly for phones. (laughs) A ring of phones. Oh, that took me a second. It's good, right? That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. If you can think of anything better while we're podcasting. Okay. (laughs) Okay. While we're casting. All right. So what's next in the ring? I literally have it. You're pulling it, <laughs> pulling it out of the drawer. I'm going to take its little case off. That looks like so a, you can tell me which one this is. It looks like a six or a six S. It says S on the back. Six S. It's gold. This is my first gold phone. That might have been the first gold phone. It feels like a bar of soap. Uh, but I was say, I have no fond memories of the six line. I don't know why I really like this one. It's just so slim and long, and <laughs> <laughs> it's always things I go for. It's, all right i'm going for aesthetics okay like that's why you and i are different here this phone is good but can you make it longer <laughs> <laughs> i put it back into its little case uh <laughs> there's just something about this one that i just really enjoy i kept it i yeah. think that that's one thing and i okay i'm coming at this from i think more the every person consuming these phones where i do go off of aesthetics i do go off of like the trendiness and the coolness of it and i feel like this phone what is it again see i don't even know the iphone 6s there it is uh i just i think it's so neat and this is this phone this is the phone that inspired me to encourage the jumble instead of making a list because I already had two phones on the list. I had one kind of like off the list, honorable mention. And then as I was picking through my phone drawer, I have a phone drawer. <laughs> and this is one of the ones I didn't sell. Like we hadn't given it up for resale when you get the new phone. And I just, I remembered it so fondly. I remember ordering the gold and how exciting it was to order it and get it. And it's just... It looks more modern, even though it was... I think this is the last one with the button. Right? Uh, there was a 7 after that, but... Um, They're pretty similar. Yeah, they were they were very similar. Yeah, so this one... And it has the gold around the button, and I guess I kept it because it ha- it's one of the last ones with the button, and it just feels so iPhone to me. Like, looking at this one feels oh, te- even... Technically, they actually stu- still do make one. 
Do they see? That's why it does. I think doesn't the S, isn't the SE two doesn't that have a button? I'm trying to describe my feelings and yeah. the aesthetics Sorry, of a phone over audio and without a lot of the the deep technical knowledge here. Yeah, yeah, so you got to give me a little grain. All right, we should be careful with absolutes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no absolute asterisk, please disregard my absolutes <laughs> i like this phone anyway put it <laughs> good. put it in the ring all right put it on put it on the stack yep all right they do stack nicely don't they do they? yeah so i actually pulled out one from my phone drawer <laughs> um we're all dipping into the phone drawer yeah i i loved the iphone 5s it looks like what was sold as the iphone se for most of the last few years until they they updated the se last year but it looks the, to me the iphone 5s is the pinnacle of the home button phone design i never liked the six seven and eight series i like i used them uh, when they you know when they were the current phones i used them but i never liked them and i i was never happy with how slippery they were how hard they were to hold i never liked that weird like bar of soap design they have uh what i do like a lot is as i mentioned like the iphone 4 like kind of rectangular hard edges design and the 5 and 5s made it significantly better because they made the screen a little bit bigger so it was like a little more useful but it was but it was still easy to reach everything and it they they replaced the back glass with metal which made the phone much lighter to hold and so you just have this amazing like the the 5 and 5s you have these these amazing like ratios of it's just really pleasant to hold in your hand it looks cool the 5s had that polished chamfered edge unlike the se the se made this edge matte but the 5S kept it nice and shiny, and so the 5S, I think, looks better. And it also was the first phone, I believe, to, integrate, to uh, add Touch ID. And Touch ID was like a radical improvement in any kind of phone unlocking and securing, you know, passcode kind of use. Uh, so this was just an amazing phone for the time. It remained such a fan favorite that they made the SE to basically be just like this with updated guts. And they kept selling the SE until last year. And this phone is from, I don't know, like, 2012 or something it's it's not recent <laughs> so that's a that's a pretty long run for this design to be used and loved and many people still believe that the iphone 5s slash first gen se design is the best phone design and i can really see like the the buttons feel good the side it's it's so nice and easy to hold like this is a fantastic phone i like the curvy sides i do i like the smooth like when you when you rotate it in your hand like a like yeah. spinning it it doesn't spin as well. Yeah, that's The fair. flat sides make it difficult to spin. And if anyone has listened to our board game episode, I like pieces I can play with, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. All right, do you have any other phones in your ring? Of course I do. I have two more phones in my ring, um, which I'm going to group together. Uh, and they are the iPhone 12 Pro Max and the iPhone 10s Max, because the 10s Max was my first big phone, which was the first time that I owned... A big phone and i love it i remember making fun of the big phones when they first came out yeah, i thought we they all were did so stupid i made jokes about how they don't fit in girl pockets like which they still don't yeah i was gonna say that's true <laughs> it's still very very true all these years later but once i finally got one it was so wonderful like it's it's not difficult to hold. Yes, I have a stabilization pinky situation going when I'm holding my phone. But for me, the big phone is where it's at. And as you got used to it, it just became pretty natural. And right now I have the current phone as a top because it's just so damn good. Like the 
camera is great. Like that's one of the big things when I buy phones. It's all about the camera because I take tons of pictures all the time. I'm basically documenting my life every single day. So that's a really important feature for me. And that's always going to make the current phone one of my favorites, regardless of how it feels or what's going on with it, because I need that camera to be like wonderful. And the closer it gets to replacing a big camera, the better for me. And so right now, currently, the iPhone 12 Pro Max is my ultimate phone. I adore it. I love the blue color that they have. I don't mind that it has kind of like that. What is it? That that scary eye um, phobia that people have. Oh, like the tryptophobia. Kind yeah, of thing. it's a total tryptophobia phone. It's like, not that look, bad. Look at it. Eh, it, it could be a lot worse. It basically it has five eyes. Like <laughs> there's a lot going on back there. Um, but I just I really like the Max phones. So I'm I'm going with my first Big Max phone and the current Big Max phone into the ring. We are brought to you this month by DoorDash. What? That's right, DoorDash. Did you forget? like one thing at the store always now yeah right you forget everything at the store <laughs> that's <laughs> why i'm not allowed to go to the this store anymore shop. but sometimes even i forget the one thing at the store now you can get snacks drinks and household items delivered in 30 minutes with doordash if you you know you have like dinner solved already with doordash so that's easy dinner check deodorant maybe now you need that check you need a, a morning coffee from dunkin donuts check you got everything you need wherever you need it with doordash DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And of course, now you can get those grocery essentials too. Ordering is super easy. You just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with their contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, Cheesecake Factory, and so much more. We have used DoorDash. We continue to use DoorDash whenever we need it because it is just really convenient. It's you know, really nice. I like it for the restaurants that aren't really super close by, and I still really want them. And you could just call up DoorDash, and you can get it without making the long trip yourself. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really nice. It's very, very nice. So, so you can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more by downloading the DoorDash app and entering code TOP42021. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code TOP42021. Don't forget, that's code TOP42021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Our thanks to DoorDash for their support of this show and Relay FM. I don't know why you wouldn't use that honestly like you're gonna get the food or the groceries anyway you might as well have doordash try it out if you haven't tried it yet yeah you gotta eat right mm -hmm. you also are probably a podcast listener <laughs> most likely what <laughs> right that's insane <laughs> so if you are a podcast listener which again seems likely Let's talk about another show on Relay FM. It's called Automators. If you like our show, there's a pretty good chance you'll like Automators. If you want to make your devices like your ring of phones or whatever the whatever <laughs> the collective this episode. Yeah, what's the collective noun for iPads? Like a book of iPads or something? Uh, hmm. A ream of iPads? Oh, a stack of iPads? Yeah, so if you want to make your ring of phones or your ream of iPads do more, listen to Automators. I'm upset by ream. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's a it's a 
paper, though. I know. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. Ream of iPads. So I'm with you. Regardless of the collective noun that you choose for your stack of iPads, join David Sparks and Rosemary Orchard, who are both very delightful and very smart and very good at automation. Join them at relay.fm slash automators or search for automators wherever you get your podcasts. And you can too, you too can join the wonderful audience of the wonderful show automators here on Relay FM. Among my honorable mentions, I, I have I have a few. Um, probably my my least honorable, <laughs> but still honorable. Hold on, I have to delete my phones. <laughs> is the uh, original HomePod. Uh, we still have these. We use these every day. Apple has recently discontinued them because it seems like only we use them and have them. <laughs> but uh, the you know the HomePod as a product has a lot of problems. You know it the the Siri voice assistant on it is is not super great at certain things uh it's not super consistent it's not super fast but it really sounds great for its category of like smallish plug-in home speakers it sounds way better than any of the other ones and it hears you better than any of the other ones like the way it picks up your voice like how accurately it can hear you over other room noise is way better than the other ones that we've tried it's not super smart when you ask it something informational no it's not but for the more common case of like listening to music and setting timers and stuff it's great and for that i'm it is certainly honorable for me again it has challenges it has shortcomings it has problems it was ridiculously overpriced and it really should have like an audio input for future proofing but for what it is it still earns an honorable mention for me because in its discontinuation and in, in its replacement now by the HomePod Mini, the HomePod Mini has many of the same benefits, but the, the big HomePod just sounds so much better. And it's just, it's a much nicer overall product as a result. So for me, HomePod original, that is my least honorable but still honorable mention. <laughs> you have more than one honorable mention? I sure do. Do you want to go through all your honorable mentions first and then I'll go through mine? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, another honorable mention for me is um, the iPod Nano. What? It was one of those Wait, moments. Wait, the Clippy? No, no, no. That's the Shuffle. The oh, Shuffle okay. sucked. I hated the Shuffle. The Shuffle is the one I bought because I didn't have any money when these came out. The one I should have bought if I had more money at the time is the iPod Nano, which I didn't. But Yeah, neither of us had a Nano. No, you had a Mini. I missed most of the iPod generation because at the time most of it was, was present, I couldn't afford to buy one for myself. It was college and after college. And so I really like, you know, it was mostly a thing that I, I wanted, you know, but never actually had. But the iPod Nano was especially noteworthy because that was that little tiny one that Steve Jobs pulled out of like the jeans coin pocket. Remember that? I do. And like that moment, it, it's, it was so unbelievable. Like, it, and once you saw one in person, it was, again, it, it held up. It, it was not just like a weird show trick. It actually was that unbelievable in person. You'd see one, you'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe how tiny that is for what it's doing Wait, for the time it came so out. So your honorable mention is something you never even owned? Correct. It's, the, not, only, it's the only one. No, but, that, okay, it's fine. Fine, it's in the honorable mentions, but that's kind of unfair. You never owned it. You never used it. I tried to buy one uh, two years ago for jury duty. <laughs> because <laughs> they, they wouldn't let you have anything with like wireless or anything like that but ipods were technically allowed so i tried to find an ipod nano that was still like in functioning working order with a working battery and it would have been like 400 dollars or something so i said no thanks they just always seem too small for me 
they they were amazing because they were also that was the first one that didn't have a hard drive it used flash ram and so they were fast they they couldn't really like skip or get shocked or anything they were dead silent in operation like they that was an amazing product um anyway further honorables for me um i wanted to also mention the um imac pro my my previous desktop even though it didn't have a great end of life in the sense that like I would I, w- I always get frustrated whenever iMacs need any kind of service because you have to bring your entire desktop in and they have to send it out and it's gone for like a week and there's no way to just service like only the computer or only the screen you have to like send in the whole thing and that's never great but otherwise during the iPad Pro's or during, during the iMac Pro's life it had amazing performance this amazingly quiet cooling system you know this amazing screen built in tons of ports on the back like it it was just such an incredible desktop computer i loved how much i could throw at that and how little it would ever slow down or make noise i also have my imac pro on my honorable mention list because of every computer that i have owned that one was my absolute favorite and i remember the first time getting it and using it professionally for photo editing it stood up to so much it was so powerful yeah. it had a beautiful screen it was sleek because it was all in one like you didn't have yeah. to worry about having a whole bunch of other stuff all over your desk like it was fantastic i remember feeling like this i i felt like such a professional using it and i know that it kind of sounds really cheesy like an apple commercial but it really, really did feel like a very powerful professional device to have in front of you as your home desktop computer. It was one of the best machines that I have ever used. And it was wonderful because you forgot it existed while you were working on it. And that was one mm. of the things that really stood out. <laughs> it stood out how much it didn't stand out. Like, I never felt like I was fighting it. I never felt right. like it was, like, taking up a ton of space in my room, in the room. I never felt like it It was, the screen was so big, it was very immersive while you were working on it. It it disappeared into the workflow, and it never fought you. I feel like so many times, so many different computers will fight you. They mm-hmm. will spin up the fan noise. It's a laptop, and you forgot to plug it in, and so it's like, ah, my battery. Like, like, it was just... There's everything, there's so many ways that a computer can fail you while you are working on it. And if it interrupts your workflow, I want to flip tables. Like I (laughs) am the worst person to be interrupted while doing something. If my computer isn't the thing that's interrupting me, I feel like I can get so much done and have such a wonderful, successful work day. And I feel like the iMac Pro really provided that experience for years and years. Like I, I worked on that for a long, long time, and it stood up to so much heavy-duty photo editing. It really was a champion. So definitely, it didn't give me, like, the joy that a lot of, like, smaller, cute Apple products, like, the daily mm, pocketable stuff will give you. Mm -hmm. But, man, that one was a fantastic, fantastic workhorse. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to think about it, too. Like, how it just, it never really made itself known. (laughs) <laughs> like it just whatever you threw with the iMac Pro it just did it and mm-hmm. it just you know it did it like in this graceful silent low drama way that just like you you want to throw anything at it okay I'll take it you know and yeah like you you would hardly ever hear the fan uh, you, like unless you're doing like a software update or something but like for the most part you'd almost never hear the fan like it, it was just incredible um, I have a small other honorable sure. mention it's a kind of a weird thing but it is an Apple product Apple watch bands 
I don't really like the Apple Watch. I don't <laughs> find it to be aesthetically pleasing, like the watch itself, the mm-hmm. big pillow that sits on your wrist so that it seems like it is never getting smaller. It just stays the same. It, oh, it has gotten smaller. I know it has gotten smaller, You've seen but the that's, original. Why, that's why I said it seems like it is never getting smaller because it always is like bigger and chunkier. It's like this big chunky watch and <laughs> I don't care for it. I think that it does too much. Like I, I do not like the Apple Watch. I wear one. Almost every day because I use it as a fitness tracker <laughs> exclusively. <Yes. laughs> um, but their bands are so excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way an Apple Watch band feels. I think that they are fun. I love the colors. I love the textures. That is the appealing feature of the Apple Watch. I am so into the bands. I'm so into like the new bands that come out. Like, I just, I really like the way they function. I think that the little, like, the way uh, that little, uh, the little nipple clasp, like, pops into the holes. Yeah, so to be clear, you're talking specifically about the sport band, right? I'm talking about all bands, but I'm just, right now, I'm talking about the sport band. Like, because, like, it never... It's called a pin, by the way. Whatever. (laughs) The nipple clasp was called the pin. Nipple clasp, it just, it fits right in the hole. It doesn't stretch it out. It doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, this is going to, like, wear out, and I'm not going to be able to, like... And I love how the excess, called the tail tucks under yes, the band instead tuck. of every other watch band that has an excess tail oh, flappy tucks, flaps. yeah it tucks out and it snags on things and looks bad it's the worst this tucks under no i, I i'm in full agreement i, I think the, the apple watch sport band is one of the best watch bands ever developed in the industry even better than the mark newsome um i forget what his watch company was called but it, this, the apple watch sport band is a direct clone of something else mark newsome did in the past ipod that was the watch brand um and they actually had Mark Newsom collaborate on this with them. But this is even better than the original version that he made for the iPod watches. Like it's tweaked a little bit and it's like it's even better. I love the way the the it slides into like the lug area that I guess the it would yeah, have. the attachment, the quick release. Yeah, it, it's just it's so sleek and nice. It folds nicely around the wrist like and this is also like their um, the uh, all, all the other bands too, like the leather, the yeah, um, there there are some NATO-y duds. ones. Yeah, there are definitely some duds in the lineup, but but I think the sport the band Milanese is... loop. I love the way that mat like that magnetized around. I just yeah. I find all of the Apple Watch bands, even though I don't own them all, because I only wear my watch as a sport device, so I'm only wearing the sport band. But I am kind of a little bit jealous that I don't have like all the bands that I <laughs> I can't justify it because I don't wear it all the time. Mm-hmm. But like I'm very intrigued and. I'm very aesthetically pleased by those and I, and I kind of want to like collect them, you know, like I, I have that magpie tingly sense when I, when I see them in stores or when I see them advertised or when I see them on, um, on the keynotes and stuff, like I get very into the Apple watch bands, even though I do not own them. And that's why they didn't make my like list list. But yeah, Apple watch bands just, it seems like it's a forgotten product or it's just like a little attachment to like a main product that people would focus on. But, oh, damn, I like them. I didn't forget. I did forget about the bands, but I did not forget about the Apple Watch because the Apple Watch Series 6, the current model Series 6, is my next honorable mention, actually. Oh. And... You know, the fir- I thought you finished your honorable mention list. Did I no, jump in? A little bit. It's cool. Oh, right. Because I started talking about my iMac when you were talking yeah, about your iMac. It's cool. Hey, we're cool. It's cool. Yeah. The Apple Watch Series 6, this is the first Apple Watch that I've consistently worn since the first Apple Watch. Like, I wore that when the first one came out, I wore it a lot. Then I fell in love with mechanical regular watches. 
and I, I didn't really you know stick with the Apple Watch after that. The Series Six is the first one I've really worn a lot since then, um, because you know the, the very first Apple Watch I liked certain things about it, but it turns out I liked I liked just having a watch more than I liked the Apple Watch. What's nice about the Series Six compared to th- the previous ones, and the Series Five also uh, was pretty amazing. Series Five was the one that added the always on screen. And that just makes it such a better watch. It makes it a watch. Yeah. Like before, <laughs> you know, it, it was, it, it's had varying degrees of utility for things like sport tracking and notifications and stuff like that. But the always on screen finally made it a pretty decent watch. And not every face, like I don't like most of the faces it has. I'm just still so upset by how busy it is. Like I hate that you can put almost every app on there. It's awful. Like yeah. don't don't let us do that. Yeah, the, the software side I think still needs a lot of work. Um, but the series five and six were the first ones that don't constantly annoy me <laughs> the way most previous ones have, or frustrate me whenever I try to do anything. Because in addition to turning off most of the annoying things like the, you know, the standing and breathing reminders and stuff like that. I've also, um, you know, I, I love the always on screen. Again, it, it's just a huge thing. And also it's just faster now. Like the hardware is so much better now. The early hardware was so painfully slow. And starting with probably like the series four and five and six, like that's when it really has gotten acceptably performing now so that you can do things. As a developer, developing my app for the Apple Watch before was hell just it would make me so mad because it was just so slow and frustrating and even that with the series five and six has been largely improved and many things have been made better with both software and hardware since then so the series six is great and then i also i love the updated shape ever since the series four that made it a little bit rounder and uh, i love the new 40 millimeter size all that the hardware is great and then the blood oxygen sensor they added in the series six last fall they added that about a month before I got COVID. And I was really very glad that I had a baseline of like what my normal blood oxygen levels are from having worn the Series 6 for about a month beforehand. And then when I got COVID, I already had a blood oxygen tracker and I was able to monitor that to, to make sure that it wasn't like changing and dipping down. And I was so thankful to have that. So overall, Series 6... This The Series 6 Apple Watch is the first Apple Watch that I've ever had that when I am not wearing it and when I'm wearing a like mechanical regular watch, it's the first one that I actually miss some things about it when I'm not wearing it. And that has never happened. Who are you? <laughs> right. But like, cause I don't it, even know you anymore. Certain things about it are so good finally and some of that utility I finally really benefit from. So Apple Watch Series 6, honorable mention. All right, I have one more honorable mention. Me too. Um, I don't have a, I don't know what it's called really because I call it a lot of different things. Um, The uh, headphones Air Max, what the heck are they called? The big ones? Yeah. The The AirPods Max. Why are they pods? There's no pod to it. (laughs) Why are any of them pods? they, They live in a pod. The case? You call that a pod? It looks like a pod. Oh my God. It looks like a pod. I like guess, I guess I could like see that. Like peas in a pod or like a little, you know, like Do you think maybe maybe for the AirPods Max, you think maybe each ear cup, the whole thing is so it's like two no, pods? No, it's too much. It's no, the pod <laughs> you take out the pod. It is not potable. Okay. okay. <laughs> Whatever those are, the big giant headphones. AirPods uh, Max. Anyway, of all the over-ear <laughs> Apple headphones, um these are my favorite, even though I think that they're the only ones. So, if I didn't anger people with the HomePod pick, they're going to be angry now 
because my final honorable mention is the magic mouse the look on your face right now so no 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 the one that you have to like charge under the its one, underbelly yes the one that you have to like harpoon, harpoon? like a turtle to charge it upside down it's horrible because when you turn it upside down you have to be so delicate not to hit the stupid buttons as you're like turning it oh my god what's wrong i am angered <laughs> get off this show this was supposed to be your show this was like the marco's gonna shine show and you pick the harpoony like garbage mouse so despite that i know that is everything about this mouse like the whole reason for it living is like this horrible way to charge it they just that you can't be on oh my god once it's better you could have it on your list but it's bad so the reason why i'm not saying this product can't be made better it absolutely could but so I, i we recently like we're trying to figure out this like office sharing situation in which Things would be a little bit simpler if I could switch to a USB receiver mouse. If you want to know more about our office sharing situation, please check out the show Make Do. Yes. Also <laughs> on Relay FM. <laughs> Go check out Make Do, Tiff's other podcast on Relay. Where I complain about our office. It's about art and making art and the feelings and business behind making art and everything like that. So you should check that out as well. It's a great show uh, with Tiff and Julia Scott. That's Relay.fm slash Make Do. Um, and yeah, the most recent episode, we talk about this anyway. So we have this office sharing situation that we're trying to figure out. And the, on the tech side of it, it would be easier if I could switch the mouse as part of like a, a big USB or Thunderbolt hub. And I can't do that with Bluetooth mice. You can't easily switch them over like with the magic mouse. So it would be great if I could get one that had USB receiver. And so I started looking around at the, at the market like, okay, okay, well, I've been using the magic the mouse, mouse market. Yes. I've been using the magic mouse. <laughs> I've been using the Magic Mouse for uh, probably five or six years at least, a long time, a very long time, um, and and I'll tell you why in a second. But as I was looking around the market to see like what other are there any other mice that I that I would be willing to switch to that would have a USB receiver that would make this kind of stuff easier, and the answer was no. I tried a few. I, we had like we had the Logitech MX Master or something or other here. Like, I tried a couple other ones. Really like mice that are really great for gaming and stuff like that. We have a few of those and. The one big thing that keeps me on the Magic Mouse, scrolling. Scrolling on the Magic Mouse with just using it like a touchpad where you just like rub your finger on it and just scrolls like with inertia and it directly maps to your finger. Nothing with a scroll wheel feels anything like that at all in practice. There are like the Logitech MX Master series and a few other previous big Logitech ones. They had this like unlocking flywheel oh, thing. I love that. I love clicking in the free roll. Yeah. Oh, and I used one of those for a while. Like before I went Magic Mouse, I, I did use one of those for a little while. Um, but give me that sweet, sweet free wheel in action. <laughs> but it's, it's no contest with scrolling compared to using just like the finger touchpad scrolling on the Magic Mouse. I don't know. If any other mice have this, I've been I've been unable to find any other mice in the industry that have that kind of like basically trackpad style scrolling on their top surface. I can't find anything else. And given how good the PC market is at touchpads, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there literally isn't anything else that either exists or is good. But once you get used to that scrolling, it's so good and it works both ways. It also works horizontally for scrolling, unlike wheels. You know, mice with wheels don't really usually have a good story for horizontal scrolling. Sometimes that you can like tilt the wheel one way or the other or something. But it turns out I do a lot of horizontal scrolling when editing podcasts, which is a big thing I do. <laughs> I found that I love editing podcasts with my trackpad on my laptop. Right. And and I've done that before. It's okay. I, I don't love the right click situation on trackpads, but no, um, it's terrible. 
and the precision, I, I'm still more precise with the mouse and faster with the mouse. But I also, I've been using a trackpad on my left hand as like a, a kind of secondary alternate thing. And it's just really nice to have that touchpad scrolling on the mouse. It's just, it's, if for some reason the Magic Mouse ever stopped being made and eventually down the road stopped being supported by the OS and I couldn't use it anymore for some reason, I don't think I would switch to another mouse. I think I would just switch to trackpads on both sides. <laughs> Because like that's how much I like the way that scrolls, and scrolling is such a common action when you're using a computer. Like it to have that be radically better or worse makes a big difference. And so I'm willing to tolerate the weird flaky Bluetooth connection. I'm willing to tolerate the the ridiculous charging situation because it just scrolls so much better than any other mouse I've ever used, and that that seemed to exist. Are we actually ready to start our list now? That's it. That's it. Yeah. So. Woo! How- Number four. <laughs> Almost an hour in. Hi, welcome to Top Four, where we make lists of four things only. <laughs> Have we ever done that? At this point, that sounds like a completely different show. Yeah. So, number four. I'll go first. Okay. It is the iPad Pro Max 12.9. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's what it's called now. <laughs> I'm just going to put Pro Max. It should be called the iPad Pro Max. <laughs> Pro Max Pod, iPad Pro, big boy. The big iPad Pro. Yeah. The existence of this device before seemed like, to me, just a, mm, like an extra fun little whimsy computer that I carried around sometimes. The previous iPads, you mean? The previous iPads, yeah. So I guess this isn't really fair because I need to pair this with my number two pick. So I'll I'll group these together. Apple Pencil? Yeah. <laughs> Number four, what's it really called? The 12.9-inch iPad Pro second generation, third generation? Yeah, there's there's no home button. Yep, that's the one I like. The big, it just looks like a giant screen of paper. Yeah. Yep. That is my number four. My number two is the Apple Pencil second generation design that like yeah, pops yeah, right on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much better than the... Um, oh, Gosh. The uh, excited man charging method of the previous one? Yes. Why? Why? Was that made at the same time as your beloved Harpoon Mouse? Because, like, they <laughs> no, went but through it's certainly up there. <laughs> a terrible phase of ridiculous ways to charge things. Like, it's almost like they forgot that they have to charge these things and they're like, ah, just do this. Yeah. The, the charging <laughs> method of the previous, the first generation Apple Pencil. If you'd see, if you ever saw somebody charging that in their iPad, you would think they were like making a joke, or you would think it was like a Photoshop meme, like yeah. of, like making fun of a Samsung product or something. Like you would never have guessed Apple would actually ship something that charges like that. <laughs> so that is not what I'm talking about. Those are not what I'm talking about. Once everything got worked out and fixed, these two products together changed the way that. I feel like I see myself as a creative person. It opened up the door to digital art for me that I never thought I would be capable of or enjoy. It's such a wonderful device and pairing that it it really did. Like, I feel like I became the adult artist that I wanted to become because of these two products, which seems kind of crazy, but that's exactly how it made me feel. And that's exactly what it did for me. And I carry them around all the time. Even if I'm not using them constantly, 
I have an idea. I can quickly sketch it onto the iPad. I don't think to sketch it on anything else. I just feel like the digital medium really spoke to me and having it in an Apple product that just worked together so wonderfully was so portable. Sometimes it's the only device that I bring with me besides my phone. Um, when we go on trips or something, I don't bring a laptop anymore. Like I, that's what I bring. It's, it's such an incredibly capable device. And then paired with the Apple pencil that the way that you can now have an external that interacts so seamlessly with the device. It's just, it's absolutely wonderful. Like the, the peripheral of the Apple pencil changed the way I see the iPad and the iPad's functionality then just became utterly, absolutely illuminated for me. And I, and I, I absolutely adore this pair. And the Apple pencil for me is number two on my list because I feel like overall it became more important. The existence of the Apple Pencil and the way it functions, it made everything easier on the iPad. The iPad was an incredible device, especially now with like that full bright screen like this. I do a lot more than just like draw or create art on the iPad. It is a multifunctional device for me. But with that Apple Pencil, it just it made it so, so, so much better than any other just like regular stylist ever could. As an artist, I'm sure, like, it's basically, you know, it's a new medium that came into existence, basically. I mean, digital art and, like, Wacom tablets, is that how you say them? No, but that's the funny way to say it. <laughs> anyway, that's how like, I say them. That's not, that's not how it's supposed to be said. <laughs> but yeah, digital art has been around for as long as the digital age has been around. Like, people have been drawing oh, sure. and creating art with computers and tablets and styluses and different ways to, to do that. And I've never connected with those ways until the Apple Pencil and the iPad came along and that's when I connected with it. And maybe it was generally, maybe it was generational, maybe it was I was ready and my own artistic journey and all that kind of stuff. But for me, that's what it was and that's why it's kind of special to me and it needs to be on my list. Yeah, well, I think, you know, that's, it could be all those things. Like it, timing wise, it did work out very well for your artistic journey, but also like it was a way better version of this than what most people had ever had access to before. I mean, it keeps up with you, like the way you can draw in real time and it keeps up. And then the, the functionality of like taking away a lot of the, um, a lot of like the stop gaps when you, when you are struggling to learn how to draw, if like getting a perfect circle, like, man, I could just put two fingers down the, like, yes, yeah, so the programs <laughs> all help make this possible. But the idea of, just being able to walk around with this thin little pad and have it be so many things in addition to like an entire art kit. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like when I, when I look at the iPad, I don't have any iPads. I on shouldn't my list. say little. I use the big boy. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's nothing about your iPad that's little. No. But yeah, like I don't, I don't have any iPads on my list because I, I haven't quite connected with it in the same way that many people have. But that's because like what made the iPad work for me was the the addition of the um the keyboard cover not even not the new like fancy magic keyboard with the trackpad I, I i wasn't super into that but the the previous one that's just like the cover that has a keyboard built in because to me I, i'm not in, i'm not artistic in the in those ways yeah and, i have no keyboard right and you've never you've never wanted a keyboard nope because <laughs> to me like to make the ipad more useful to me i had to make it more like a laptop and and make text entry easier but the resulting product was for my needs basically a worse laptop whereas for you it became something that laptops can't do very well if at all and so it was like a much more like here's a whole new thing that this is way better than a laptop in this way for you and that's like that's why you connect so much better with ipads than i do 
you know, because like for you, it's like this whole new tool, whereas for me, it, it it's making it a not as good version of my laptop. Anyway, speaking yep. of laptops. That does make a lot of sense, actually. My number four is my first my first real laptop that was not like a, a really crappy eBay purchase and my first Mac. It was the aluminum PowerBook G4. The PowerBook G4, I'll everyone... I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll be quick. <laughs> no, no. Hey, you are allowed to talk as much as you want about your related Apple product, but you're going to be going into some deep tech stuff right now. No, it's not that deep. It's not, okay, not, okay. not that deep and technical. So okay. for me, like this, so this was my first Mac I got in 2004. It was right after college, and I had some money from graduation from my family, and I bought myself a laptop. And, and before, I was all PC desktops before this that I had, like, built myself and scrapped together and everything. So this was my first, like, first, my first Mac, period, and that's its own thing. But it was also my first laptop, and it was also my first really nice computer. Because, again, it was just, like, all self-built PC desktops before. And the PowerBook G4, you know, a lot of people have fond memories for the titanium one that immediately preceded it. I don't, actually. I think the aluminum one was the better one of the two. The, you know, the titanium was, like, historically maybe more interesting, but in use, I think the aluminum was the better computer in, in a lot of ways. Um, but anyway, th- this was the one I owned, and to be introduced to the Mac with such great hardware, first of all, I think to be introduced to the Mac with a laptop is usually the better way to be introduced to the Mac, with some recent years um, excluded. Uh, but for the most part, most of the time, that's, that's, like, the canonical Mac is, like, a nice laptop. And that 15-inch form factor at that time was so great and powerful. The screen was beautiful. And it had so much personality in this computer. You know, like the, it, it, it had the, the pulsing sleep but, uh, LED, the pulsing white sleep LED. Remember oh, those? yeah, I do. It had, it had the button that you could push to light up the, the battery lights on the outside to tell you how charged the battery was. It was covered in ports, and it had a good keyboard and a good trackpad, and it was just... It, it, great speakers like it was just such a nice laptop it had, for the time pretty good battery life as well and not by today's standards i think it was like you know two and a half hours or something but like you know, but it was still for the time that was pretty good um it was just an amazing all-around computer and to have to have an introduction to to the mac period was its own amazing thing for me and i loved that computer so much that soon after i got it I just started plugging it into my monitor, keyboard, and mouse at my desk too, and I just never plugged in my PC again. <laughs> I, even, I, did, I, did, I did the same thing at work. Like I would bring it to work every day in this felt sleeve that I made for my backpack, so it wouldn't get scratched up. I did the same thing at work. I'd like unplug my work PC and just would plug in my monitors directly to this, and just use terminals to SSH into all the work stuff. It was such an amazing computer that PowerBook G4. That was my only PowerPC Mac I ever had, but it was it was just great, and I absolutely loved it definitely my number four that wasn't too technical you were right i told I, you i enjoyed that story you made a sleeve yeah i made a black felt sleeve i mean it wasn't nice did you stitch it or glue it i i'm, I'm more curious about the sleeve <laughs> i think it might have just been folded together from like large pieces of felt folded into like a little pouch shape like so it was multiple layered and that computer when i sold that I'm computer so, I'm so interested in the sleeve tell yeah. me more about the construction of your sleeve yeah right I, I eventually had to sell it to upgrade to the next one because um, at that time I didn't have enough extra money to just keep old stuff. I had to sell it, and uh, and when I sold it, it was like untucked. It was pristine. Like it, it was the best condition you'd ever see for like a three year old laptop. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was great. That that always seems to happen with like products that you love and care about. You either wear it down to nothing because you <laughs> right. are using it so much and so heavily that like you it just can't help but become a pile of dust when you're finished with it or 
it is absolutely pristine by yeah. the time you're ready to upgrade because you took such like care. And again, it's it's not about like it doesn't seem like the two people, one person who, you know, <laughs> uses their products into dust doesn't care about it. It just gets so heavily used. And, you know, do you ever see that? Like that's like the two um the two outcomes of beloved products. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, and certain products you kind of have to wear them while you're using them. Like cer- certain ones you can keep pristine, mm-hmm. certain ones you just can't. Yeah. <laughs> So my number three, <laughs> I hate these names. Uh, okay, we're going to try. You're going to decipher what I'm talking about. Okay. And I might actually just accidentally say it correctly. So we'll see. Let's roll this die. Um, the AirPod Pro. I think it's AirPods Pro, but otherwise that's pretty good. The noise canceling in-ear no yes. wire ones. Spoiler, this is also my number three. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you go ahead. <laughs> um, they come in the big fat case, um, mm-hmm. uh, the big fat pod. <laughs> That's their pod. Um, I love these headphones more than I thought I would. The original non-pro pod. AirPods. Earpods? Yeah, the, the, the regular AirPods. Okay. <laughs> I always <laughs> call them earpods <laughs> also because they go in your ear. Um and then, so there was all the wired ones that all of the devices used to come with. And mm. I love those headphones. I was very into those headphones. It's like quick, easy, throw them in your bag. Marco always hated them. Because uh, they didn't fit my ears. Right. And that's fine. That totally. Like, I wanted I so that. badly to have the luxury of wearing earbuds because earbuds. Earbuds. That's yeah. Because earbuds are great because you could like that's roll where them I got up and the stick ear them in your from. pocket. I wanted to call them ear pods. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because like, the you know, the kind of headphones I would use would be, you know, know the regular you know like the same ones that we've been using since the 80s with walkman is like you know the ones that just have small circles and a headband and you put them over your ears and they would fold down a little bit but they wouldn't fit in your pocket no 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 and okay marco as a lot of our listeners probably know he's very into headphones and so i've had a lot of really nice headphones around the house and gotten to use them and some really like hip looking ones what are those like goldy white ones that i love oh the bno h6 oh yeah those are so great oh we're not talking about headphones but we are oh we are just not those headphones but (laughs) but like i and i enjoyed those and i love those and i love the noise canceling of those but the convenience of like an earbud was just always there and then the ones came out which were wireless i dropped these regular wireless ones like all over the place like i broke a whole (laughs) bunch i lost them like i can never keep track of their little pod is always sneaking around in some pocket or purse or into the couch wherever they are there's (laughs) They're all over the freaking place. And you would think that the um, AirPod Pros would have the same fate, Uh, but they fit so differently with that like extra little squidgy nubbin that goes in your ear and you can get different sizes for them. Their noise canceling is so wonderful to have that noise canceling without something over your ears. And this is why they're my number three, because they've changed my work and travel life so 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 much because now all of a sudden you can be on a plane with noise canceling you know listening devices and you could put your head down and not have this giant like headphone thing squishing into the side of your head if you want to take like a little nappy nap against the window like it's it's not uncomfortable they're just kind of like you know nestle right in and when i am doing um work that is very noisy i recently 
gotten very into doing a craft that requires like a grinder, which is very, very noisy. Really FM slash make do. <laughs> Again, if you want to hear about that. Uh, and I really, I really need ear protection to, to do this. And, and it sometimes I'm sitting there for hours if I have a lot of pieces that I'm working on. And it's, it's really bad because I have done it without any ear protection and my ears were ringing for a long time afterwards and this is not healthy or good. But I also want to listen to stuff. So I don't want to just put in like a, um, you know, an earplug. These totally solve that. Like I can listen to a podcast, cancel the noise out from like this insanely loud, like that's going on. And it does not damage my ears. I don't need to have the volume up to drown it out, which actually is worse. So don't do that. That's bad. Um, But they fit in your ear and uh, so that way I can wear safety glasses at the same time without it squishing into my temples because the over the ear (laughs) headphones are like you know squishing your head regardless of how comfortable they are I'm sure glasses wearers totally understand this like trying to put the stems of your glasses behind your over ear headphones it's it eventually is going to give you a headache so this device, this tiny little device that they charge wonderfully, they charge on one of like the Qi chargers. Yep, yep. The in-ear availability of the noise canceling, the way you can just hold it and open up the world again if you don't want it noise canceling. It's it's so, they're so wonderfully well made. They fit in your ear. I can run with them. It's, they're really, really good. I still drop them and lose them all the time. So, <laughs> but like, they are much better. And because I'm using them more for like a utilitarian use of, of during while I'm working and they're making my work easier and more enjoyable, man, they're a fantastic product. I absolutely adore them. Yeah. That's for most of those same reasons. They are my number three as well. I do want to disclaim, I don't think they are actually hearing protection maybe, or they might be serving that role in a little bit, but not certainly to a degree that you'd want to rely on. So maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> but I don't anyway. know, but like my ears aren't ringing yeah, after I well, use it. They they would provide some protection, but not not like professional like earplugs or... or no, I'm that. not saying um, go, please go out and jackhammer with these on. No, like, yeah. No, don't, they don't do, do that. that. But like, you know, a small like, you know, little... They, yeah, they provide some protection. Um, but yeah, I, I, as, as you know, like I went through so many headphones, uh, trying to find like great headphones for me and I, I found good headphones for like podcasting and listening to music at my desk a long time ago, but it took me a, a long time to find good portable and travel headphones. And I was never really happy with what I had. There was always some like, it, it, I, I would have like five different pairs of portable headphones for different needs. I'd have like a, one pair I'd wear in the summer because it was like better for sweatiness. I'd have different pairs I'd wear like in the fall, in the winter. I'd have different pairs I'd bring on planes and different pairs that like, well, if I'm listening more to podcasts, I want this kind. If I'm listening more to, to music, I want this kind. And, and I was just never happy with my portable headphone setup until the AirPods Pro. Like, you know, as you mentioned, these, these were the first ones that I was able to wear comfortably. And so when everyone else was, like, falling in love with how amazing the first AirPods were, I couldn't wear them. They would make my ears hurt after, like, five minutes. And I, I wanted so badly to participate in that, and I never could. And then the pros, with their different style of fit, they fit me. And you know, and many people had the opposite, where they fit the regular ones, but not the pros. For those of you, I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, for me, like, this was the opposite. So I was finally able to wear AirPods of any of any kind with these. Not only is I think they sound pretty good for what they are, you know, they're good enough for music and podcasts. 
I too am with you. I only want to bring these on airplanes now. I mean, the backpack space that you're going to save yes. from not bringing over the ear headphones, even though I just had my uh, honorable mention over the ear headphones, like I feel like those are more like hanging out headphones. In yeah, the house. like you probably won't bring those on a plane because they're so big. They're just so big when Plus I have case this. sucks. That like, yeah. I mean, the the tiny little pod that these ear like, why would you waste the space? Yeah, for just like a plane <laughs> ride if they're both noise canceling in the same way. Yeah, my 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 solution to that. So the only the only thing bad about using AirPods Pro on a plane is that the battery life is not super great, and you will have to take them out and charge them after about four four and a half hours maybe. Mm. But my solution was I just bought a second pair. Oh, you snob! <laughs> because two sets of AirPod Pros are still like twenty times less space in a bag. And not that much different cost-wise than good over-ear headphones. I wonder how many we would have to line up to take up the same amount of space in a bag <laughs> as over-the-ear headphones would. I'm thinking like at, at 10 least 20. to 15. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, maybe 20. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's so because they love can them fall so into much. all little crevices. Really, yes, exactly. So they uh, even 20 pairs of these would take up less space in a bag yeah. than one pair of over-ear headphones. Yeah. And, and one good feature, too, that you, you mentioned, but you kind of glossed over it quickly, is um, when you hold the stick down to switch modes between noise canceling and transparency mode. This is the one where it basically lets in all the outside sound. And when you're in transparency mode, it sounds like you're not wearing headphones at all. I keep it in transparency mode most of the time because usually I'm out like you know doing a dog walk or something with them or a bike ride where like i want to you know i'm listening to a podcast so most of a podcast is silence between words so most of it you're hearing the world around you and that's great for you know awareness or safety or just you know you want to hear the birds chirping or whatever it's nice and if i happen to be like walking past some people like using a leaf blower doing doing someone's lawn work i can just hold it down for a second turn on noise cancellation walk past them hold it down again turn it off it's just it's so nice to have both of these modes in the same headphone like that's something that i never i never cared about noise cancellation outside of planes before like i never i never would want it like walking my dog that would seem ridiculous and probably unsafe but it's it it is actually really nice to have it to be able to turn it on really fast when you're walking past something loud and then turn it off it's just oh it's so so nice and these again to to have all the benefits of AirPods, of all the convenience and everything, pocketability and the the integration with Apple's other stuff. Like it's just it's so nice. And the only my only criticism of AirPod Pros is that short battery life. But even that is only a problem when I'm on a long plane flight, which I haven't really been doing a lot of recently. So it's like it's not really a big problem. <laughs> the only problem uh, there has been a small flaw that I've found that like sometimes one won't pair, and that does get frustrating. But you jimmy it a little bit and eventually finds it. But yeah, this is the occasional software glitch. But I have very also uh, subjected them to a, a, a very uh, wide range of various substances that have been on my hands for, <laughs> uh, you know, work, craft projects, craft, uh, you know, makey art reasons, mm-hmm. um, not excluded to or limited to flux, uh, glass, dust, uh, water, probably glue. Yeah, probably glue, um, paint, mm-hmm, a little bit of solder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're still working there's not mm, optimally but i think that's more my fault probably <laughs> all right airpods pro are both of our number threes what is your number two it was the apple pencil that's I right i already apple did pencil. my two look at us moving right. along yeah right we're moving along real fast here um my you number two. two is the remaining iphone from my iphone ring of jumbled sidebars it is 
not the current one. The current one I'm using is the iPhone 12 mini, which I do like a lot. But my, I think my number two product here is actually the iPhone 11 Pro, the one I was using right before this. I don't want to go back to it. I like the 12 mini like in many ways better. But I think the 11 Pro was a, was a kind of a better all-arounder. So why is it all the way up on your number two list and it's not back in the jumble ring? Well, because I wanted an iPhone on my main list. And, and the iPhone 11 Pro was an especially great one. Um, you know, I've had every iPhone um, except for like some of the ones that were like the lower end ones when there was also a higher one that existed. So like I had the 10, but not the 8 because the 8 came out at the same time. Uh, I never I never use the SEs full time, although I actually have one for testing, etc. But for the most part, I've had every iPhone. The 11 Pro was especially noteworthy for its camera upgrade. It was such a big camera upgrade. Like the the 10 and 10s cameras were good, but they had some interesting and significant limitations in certain ways and everything. And then when the 11 Pro camera came out, it was a huge leap forward. This is the one that added uh, night mode, which was massively better for you know low light photography. Uh, it added deep fusion which it, that, that was like that sweater mode thing where they showed off like how much it, it could resolve the fibers of a sweater. Like, <laughs> remember that? Like, and that, and in, in real life, that does work. It works really well. It actually does resolve a lot of detail from the sensor way more than before. Uh, this was also the one that added the ultra wide, the 0.5 X lens, which, you know, adding the telephoto was, was really nice. And in, in all the way back in the, um, I believe the seven plus was the one that added that. Um, but having the, ultra wide means you can capture stuff that you literally just couldn't capture before because it wouldn't fit in the frame it sounds like you want to separate the iphone camera from the iphone <laughs> like well but also this is my favorite camera <laughs> the the 11 pro though was also an amazing all-arounder because it had really good battery life it was a pretty good size it was a little heavy for my taste but it was like it the 12 line made those two sizes a little bit bigger each and they it's they're not huge differences but the 11 Pro, as I was holding it, and as the rumors were coming out of it being a little bit bigger, I thought, oh, no, don't make it bigger. Don't, like, if anything, make it a little bit smaller. <laughs> and the 11 Pro, I think, was a really good balance all around of size, amazing battery life, that huge camera upgrade that f- it felt like a two-year upgrade, not a one-year upgrade. So overall, I mean, the, the iPhone in general is amazing, and almost every iPhone I've ever had has been amazing overall. But there, there are some that stand out, and the 11 Pro stands out for me. All right, we ready for number ones? Number ones. All right, my number one. This is the Apple product that basically inspired this podcast. This Apple product will forever be my favorite, my most beloved, my most cherished, and will it? I can't possibly imagine it being eclipsed by anything else. It is the iPod Mini second generation in teal. Nice. I love this device i loved this device i it just it makes me almost tearful it was a gift from marco uh Mm -hmm. when uh i graduated from college and he graduated a year before me but we were dating and this was the graduation gift that he got me this was probably besides my first digital camera and maybe like the laptop that i got for school one of my most beloved and used pieces of technology. I I love this thing. It was, I still yeah. have it. Let me get. The iPod mini was awesome. It's, it, <laughs> it was, it's currently in a sock. 
Yeah, you <laughs> the, the iPod, iPod sock. sock. The matching color. Mm-hmm. Also teal iPod sock. I had all the colors and it would, you know, get dressed up for different occasions. <laughs> yeah, well, you, had, you couldn't buy just one. You had to buy the six pack. <laughs> I, it feels so good in your hand. I remember commuting like after college of my first job like my first internships and listening to music on this and playing the little like two little games that were on here like yeah like breakout <laughs> and snake there yeah, was like right. a or like a pong kind of thing yeah yeah i love the feel of the wheel i as soon as i hold this in my hand again like your thumb naturally just wants to spin i can hear the clicking even though it is off and it is probably cannot hold a charge anymore i loved this device the the what is this the the anodized aluminum mm-hmm. yeah with the color the coating on it it feels so wonderful it fits wonderful in your hand it fits great in any pocket like even girl pockets it fits in girl pockets mm-hmm. um the buttons the plastic of it like it hasn't yellowed at all really like besides you know just me using it and it being a little dirty yeah, and that was from like 2005 or 2004. 2005 so you got it from me. Yeah, so it's not recent. So yeah, because it's a second generation, the way you can tell, um, I looked this up actually, is that the words and the um, symbols on the wheel aren't gray. So the ones that are like colored, they'll have like gray. And then the ones that the second generation, the color of the text matches the color of the iPod. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, so I have the one that matches, which I greatly prefer that little tiny aesthetic detail. That is a cool looking device. Even it's by today's standards, cool. it looks like, cool. <laughs> I wish it still worked. It might. I haven't plugged it in. It has this giant like charging. Yeah, it has the thirty port. pin connector on the bottom. It's a, it's, that's that's wide. I, I don't even know if we still have any thirty pin cables. We might I probably not. still have it somewhere. <laughs> but the the feeling that I have when I think about this device, it is just pure joy it's i don't even want to say independence because like you know people have been into i've been independent for a long time but something about it just felt so necessary like if you love music and you love listening to music and you love you know moving around the world with music on i have playlists for things that i do like walking in the city i have a walking in the city playlist like these things they just feel like they go so hand in hand. And the first time having an iPod where you can have all of your music with you at the same time and not just like pick the one disc that you want to pop in your Walkman in order to like save space. So you're not bringing a whole bunch of CDs with you. Yeah. With the big CD wallet. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you're just like walking somewhere and going to work and you just want like, you know, the stuff in your pocket and like a few things in your backpack, like having this device felt so liberating, but yet, you can have everything like the music that was your soul with you. It's glorious. You want to hold it? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's this feels great. <laughs> it really does. And yeah, the, the, the industrial design holds up. Like you know, it looks looks a little old, but it doesn't look like. But it's comical. So, it, it doesn't look like oh, it's so ridiculous. Like it just looks nice. I don't remember anything else being designed as beautifully as that. Like. At the time. And again, like this is like evoking the feelings of the time. Like when yeah. Apple came out with that design for those, for the iPod minis, like it just, I just, all the commercials were cool. Like everything about it was just so cool and sleek and having like the little white headphones that went with it. It was, it was just of an era, iconic. I, I absolutely adore it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, the, you know, now, 
no one has portable music players for the most part now because your phones do it now. Right. So we don't need them anymore. Like this, this entire category of thing doesn't need to exist anymore and mostly doesn't except for some weird like specialty and high end things. But for, for so much of our childhood and, and teenage and formative, you know, college and high school and middle school years, having a portable music player of some kind was so important to us. You know, mm-hmm. it, it started out when we were young with the Walkman with cassettes. Yep. Then, you know, many of us then moved to the Discman that played CDs. And, and I then, had one of the fancy ones that had the batteries on the outside so it could be super slim. Yeah, that was, yeah, I didn't, I had the thick one. <laughs> and then, you know, eventually it moved to, you know, there was a brief fling with other kinds of MP3 players, um, but they didn't really take off too much because they were pretty, bad and limited uh, and then the ipod came out and just dominated the whole space after that but like it the for the time period in which it made sense to have a portable music player which was a pretty long time period for many of our lives the ipod was the best one and i and i i could see a lot of arguments for the ipod mini being the best one overall i do i again i still lean towards the nano in all terms but neither of us ever had the nano so it makes no, sense i to never have, had it i never wanted it it's yeah. too small I liked how simple this was because when you had like the list of songs, you just kind of like like scrolled through them. That's all you needed. Yeah, that was that that was a, an amazing piece of technology that really like iconified its entire era. And at, at that time, like the way that the way that felt at that time to have that that would have been really something. And I'm glad you got to enjoy it. Yeah, thank you for this. Was probably <laughs> the best gift I've ever gotten. <laughs> all right, my number one is the computer that we are recording this on right now the m1 macbook air and i i try to fight like recency bias in making like you know my favorite things of all time things but this computer is just so good and has made me so happy the way you describe this computer and the way it's changed your life i totally get this like yeah it feels like it is it's like the powerhouse of new technology and like this small little sleek package it's yeah. very cool. You know, in in computing nerdery, there there are some occasional like huge leaps forward that that you make that that you know, if you're lucky enough you can see them and you know, one of them was the move from hard drives to SSDs. That was like one of those like massive leaps that you just couldn't believe the how much that changed how good it was to use a computer. I think the M1 MacBook Air is one of those leaps as well where not only is is this you know so much faster in many ways or at least competitive with what came before it but it's it's like it either matches it or exceeds it most of the things i do but also this is a, an, a laptop that's coming out of an era of terrible laptops and it's an amazing laptop <laughs> like this is this is coming out of the era you know the 16 inch and, and the last year of intel ones fixed the butterfly keyboard finally um but this this i feel like is like the the real emergence again of like really great laptops from apple the diamond in the rough yeah like so it has again amazing speed it has desktop class speed and this is in a macbook air that starts at 900 dollars or a thousand one of those but it's like this is their cheapest laptop this is their cheapest mac that had that is a full computer like excluding the mini this is this is like the cheapest mac you can get this is the most common mac that most people buy because it's the cheapest and right now i think it's the best one in the lineup and, and I'm sure it's going to change throughout the year, but right now, at this point in time, this is amazing. It has amazing battery life, this amazing speed, 
the size and weight balance is incredible. It's you know it's a 13 inch MacBook Air, the the very similar form factor than we that we've had for the last few years, which was inspired by the very amazing form factor that came before that in the 2010 MacBook Air, which itself probably should have been on this list. Uh, it like it's just or 20, 2000 yeah to 2010 one. This is just such an amazing computer. It has no major downsides. It has the you know amazing speed, amazing performance, amazing battery life, amazing size and weight balance. It has a great keyboard. It has the luxury of Touch ID without having a touch bar, which I really don't like. <laughs> so it's it has that great balance, and it has the you know the other M1 benefits of having the always on thing where you can just like lift the lid and it's just on. You don't have to wait a few seconds for it to wake up and like, you know, reorient itself and realize, Oh, Oh, the world has existed for a while. I've been knocked out. Let me, let me redownload everything and sync everything. And, and you know, you don't know that's just gone. You open it up. And it's just on. And it is fanless. I've always hated fans so much and I will tolerate them if I have to, but if I can get something that has no fan that otherwise has no major downsides, I'll take it. And that's what this is for me to have all of this power and speed in a fanless computer. That's just massive icing on the cake. So this is just this incredible computer. And it is the first all arounder that Apple has made in years where if somebody says, I need a new computer. What should I get? If they don't have any kind of like really special need of some higher end thing that you know about, you can just say, get the MacBook Air, period. And you don't have to qualify. You don't have to say, well, it kind of sucks in this way or it's a little slow in this way. But, you know, you can just say, just get the MacBook Air, period. And that's probably a good recommendation for almost everybody. And there, and you don't have to worry, like, you know, if they, are they going to come back to me in nine months and say the keyboard broke and, and, you know, yell at me for making the recommendation or anything? Nope, that stuff's out the window. This is just a fantastic computer, period. And to have that from Apple is something that we had for a while um, but we haven't had it in, in a few years, and it, that's that's just amazing. It, this is the like breath of fresh air after the you know the dark butterfly keyboard and touch bar days. Uh, those are now behind us mostly, and this is just such a great computer. I absolutely love it. And again, like the fact that it is also a really good value. That my favorite Mac I've ever used was like sixteen hundred dollars. That's incredible. Like, and that's that's for like a decked out one. <laughs> It's just it's it's such a great computer. I'm so happy. The M1 current generation MacBook Air, by far my favorite Mac. And uh, so yeah, that's it for me. I have to say, living with someone who is computer <laughs> obsessed and often is finding themselves tormented by their machines, uh, <laughs> having not heard you say anything about the device that you're using for the last like month or so since you've had this machine. Uh, is is pretty uh, that that speaks volumes. <laughs> like you're not looking for the next thing. You're happy and satisfied using this one. Exactly. And and you know I know that we're probably only a few months at most away from like bigger, better laptops coming out. That's different. Right. Different ones coming out is different. But agonizing over, I wish they had this. Why don't they do this or this? Like you're not tormented by this machine at all. You're just happy with it. It's a it's it's wonderful for our household. <laughs> yeah, and that's because you know, and there's a lot of benefits to it being the MacBook Air. Like you know, so it it uses the the really low wattage chargers too because it's the only the MacBook Air. So it can use a 30 watt charger, or I mean, you can actually charge it with less if you if you need to. Um, but like it just it's so nice and unobtrusive. You know, it's similar to how you were saying about the iMac Pro. 
how like it's just it's nice when your computer just doesn't make itself known it just does what you ask it to and it's a tool and that's it that's how this macbook air is and it's it's the first apple laptop i can say that about in in quite some time it just does what you ask it to do every way it does it is pretty good i have zero major complaints about it and even very few minor ones again like i'd say i'd like more ports otherwise like when the bigger and better ones come out later this year I actually might not buy them because I'm so happy with this and the bigger and better ones will probably have fans and other stuff that like they'll need the bigger charger and everything. I'm like, well, this one's fine. (laughs) So I'm just incredibly happy with this laptop, happier than I've been with a laptop in a very long time and happier happier than I've been with a Mac in a very long time. So here I am (laughs) recommending a MacBook Air, which if you would have told me six months ago, I would have said "You're, you're nuts, but this here we are this is the wonderful world we live in where this these products exist and i'm very happy oh we did it we did (laughs) my product is my number one is very old yours is very new yes (laughs) but none of us mentioned stickers no not really a sticker person 